0: Here we go. Um, the title that I have is Pattern to Passionately um, Love God. Really, I should have named it Pattern to, pa- to Get Prayers Answered because I love this scripture. And um, it's in John 14:21. It says, Those who truly love me are those who obey my commandments and listen to this, whoever passionately loves me will be passionately loved by my Father, and I will passionately love him in return and reveal myself to him. You know, um, I just want, oh, okay, I just want to look to see if um, my husband had put something up. This is a picture of a pattern, but I was thinking right now while I was sitting down how when I was a little girl, I'd go stay with my grandma. I was her favorite, thank God, because I had five brothers, and my mom and dad adored them, and I was the one who was neglected. So my grandma, every summer, would say, you come with me, and um, my parents would let me go because they were terrified of my grandma. <laughs> I wasn't. Even all my cousins were terrified. And when I'm, well, when I grew older, they asked me, why did you love her? And I said, because she bought me everything. <laughs> and I didn't have to do any work. But, um, One of the things I was going to mention is God does not want to, does want to answer your prayers. He doesn't want you worrying. He's going to answer them. God is a loving God, kind, and a heavenly Father. And if we give good gifts to our children, he's going to give better ones to us. So why? He wants to see his children cared for and provided for in every way. Um, another thing is you have to have a holy and righteous passion for God. So the word "holy" means entirely devoted to God, entirely. in everything we do, we say. And the word righteous means excellent. So we need excellent passion. Have confidence that God wants to answer your prayers. Don't say, well, I hope I get it. Um, you know, this, God knows what you're thinking. Be righteous about it. Know that he's going to do it for you. Um, this confidence comes from an everyday fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Um, speaking in tongues is for everyone. Everyone. If you're praying and you don't know what to pray for, start speaking in tongues. Because it goes zoop, like a tube. Straight to God. As soon as you start Praying in tongues. And the Apostle Paul said, I'm so happy that um, I speak in tongues more than all of you. So that should be our goal, to say, I'm going to beat the Apostle Paul. I'm going to speak in tongues more than him. Uh, Again, I'm going to read the scripture. Those who truly, truly love me are those Who obey my commandments. And then he goes on to say, Whoever passionately, and look how many times that word's used, passionately loves me will be passionately loved by my Father. And I will passionately love him in return and reveal myself to him. This is a pattern. And, you know, when I was uh, in high school, my parents had zero money. Well, my mom did because my dad left when I was 13. And um, it's cute because I used to, now I laugh. I didn't laugh then. But people would give my mom old clothes. And I would take them off at the seams and put patterns on them and cut, you know, around them and I, ha- I would sew them and make skirts and I was thinking while I was sitting there I thought, wow, that same, all those patterns are in my garage in my grandmother's sewing machine that was the first Singer Electric sewing machine and it's really cute that they're still there. All the patterns that I use. So you must passionately love God. God, now, this is the part I love too, is that God wants to turn and he wants to pursue you. He wants to pursue you. Every time you pray, he's on, he wants to pursue you. He wants to give you exactly what you want. It may not be at the time you want, and it may be. Um, There's things that have happened in my life that are supernatural, and to you, you may not believe in the supernatural. I do. I love it. I pursue the supernatural. But a couple of things have happened to me. And I don't like telling people because they'll probably look at me like, "Eh," or, um, well, I don't want to be around you. But funny enough, while Christina and I were both in church last night, she had to go home and change her sermon, and I had to go home and change mine because God told me, tell them the things that have happened to you because it's by faith. Um, I don't know if my daughter-in-law is here, or this other person, uh, but what happened, a brother was in the hospital, and um, I called, you know, different people, or I talked to different people that came here, and they told me, he's getting worse, he's getting worse. He got so bad that the doctors told him, uh, told his wife, look, we're done. There's nothing for him, nothing we can do. And they got him, and they put him, like, in a nursing home. Well, I was just adamant, like, no, no, I don't want him to just die. And I was like, what can I do? What can I do? And I just prayed and prayed. And all of a sudden, I had a dream. I'm in this dream. Um, I walked in on him, and um, there were certain steps that God told me when I woke up, I'm teaching you how to heal the sick. And I said, okay, Lord, I'm going to call him tomorrow, and I'm going to talk to him. So... um, first thing I had to ask him was, who's in your room? And he told me, well, my wife and my daughter. And I said, I need to talk to you. You have to get them out of your room. And he goes, really? And I said, yeah, really. I said, they have to leave. And uh, he said, okay. God told me after why, because they were a distraction, not on purpose, but God wanted them out of the room. And I said, okay. Um, and I just started telling him there's things that we all have done that we're really sorry for that, you know, are embarrassing. I said, right now, I'm going to pray and you start thinking of everything you've done, everything, no matter what it is and start telling God because there are things and he said okay so I spoke in tongues and I was praying for him and all this and that and then I told him I said look look brother I really love you and God's gonna heal you he's going to heal you and he said Nancy I believe that so anyway about a week later I asked his wife, how's he doing, and she said, awful, he's worse. And I said, oh, okay, well, let's pray, you know, and keep praying for him. And then I asked her, how's he doing? And she said, he's really worse, Nancy. He's, he's really bad. I don't know if he's going to make it. And I just said to myself, God, you promised me that you were going to heal him, and I'm believing in you. And then about a month passed, and he was still in the nursing home, and then all of a sudden she said, I don't know. We were on the phone. She said, he's coming home. He's healed. You know what that was? A time bomb. Why? Because I obeyed God. I didn't care if I looked stupid. I said, I'm throwing a time bomb. And exactly is what I did. I called and did what God said. And the same thing happened again. My sister-in-law, or, or yeah, a daughter-in-law. She was uh, in the hospital, but before she went, she has a son and he was young and she said and sorry for using the word stupid I normally don't do that except to the devil (laughs) and anyway she said I am um, going into the hospital Uh, I'm gonna die she shared with me what she had tumors and everything she said uh, and my mom's extremely old, and she said I feel so bad for her, and you know, and she just was telling me, feeling bad for her mom, that here's her, her mom sick, and um, there she's going into the hospital to die. So we talked a while, and I asked her, I said, well, look, Yolanda, can I pray for you? Is Yolanda here, by the way? Okay. Uh, I said, can I pray for you? And she said, sure. I can't explain this. I don't know what it was, but I felt like um, I was in a tube, uh, and, like, things were just swirling around. It was so loud. How many used to watch beam me up? I can't think of the name of the guy. Star Trek. Trek. Well, that's what I felt like. I was being beamed up, and I closed my eyes, and it was loud. I was in my room. I mean, it was loud. I thought my eardrums were going to pop, and I was just like, like this, and then finally I went, I don't want to see heaven. I don't want to, should I open my eyes or shouldn't I? Because it was so loud. I opened up my eyes, and I was in my room, and everything was normal. So I asked her, I said, Yolanda, I called her, and um, I asked her, did you feel anything or did you see anything or did anything happen while I was praying? She said, no. No. Nothing happened. And she was already in the hospital now, and uh, they were going to wheel her uh, into, I don't know what it's called, but they were going to look at the x-rays and everything about her. And uh, so anyway, uh, the doctor said, well, we're going to take some more x-rays, and the nurse is going to take you. So the nurse wheeled her out, took her, came back, the doctors looked at him, and he said, I don't know what to tell you. And she said, what? And he said, your tumor's gone. And she said, really? And he said, yeah, it's gone. You can go home. And she said, okay. So anyway, the nurse comes and gets her, puts her on the the rack, he's, you know, or she's walking with Yolanda, and all of a sudden she asked her, she said, what happened in there? And the girl, the Yolanda tells her, what are you talking about? And she said, what's happening in there? And she she said, I don't know. God just healed me. And she said, my mother-in-law just called me and asked me if she could pray for me, But that was it. And so, anyway, she puts Yolanda in her bed. And all these white things are just floating all over the place and floating. And uh, Yolanda prayed, asked God what happened. And God said, that's your tumor that's floating around the room. Listen to this the woman sitting across from her, laying across from her, said, uh, To Yolanda, don't leave because I want to ask you something before you leave. And she said, what? And uh, she said, who were all those people in your room? And she said, people? Yeah, all your friends and family were in there and talking, you know, they're talking to each other and Man, it was like a gang in there. And she said, this is COVID right now. Nobody can come in the hospitals. Nobody was in my room. And uh, when she was telling me the story, I told her, those were your angels talking to this lady. And anyway, um, Yolanda was able to um, share the gospel with them. And, you know, she laughed, son's fine, her mother's fine, everybody's fine. And it's hard for me to say this because probably half of you are going to think I'm a kook, but I just, what I did was send a time bomb into Satan's territory. The other day, another man, um, it was about two months ago, I, uh, I was home and I heard that something had happened to his leg. I forget what it was. He was going to go in the hospital. And I just, I mean, not hospital. He had gone in and they uh, had him in the hospital and told him that they were probably going to amputate his leg, and um, I just thought about him, and that whole family reminds me of my brothers, (laughs) and so anyway, uh, I've I've just had so much passion for him, because you know how macho men are, and all this and that, and I'm thinking they're going to cut his leg off, oh, so... I prayed and prayed and then I kept telling Richard, we have to go see him. I know that you have men in our church that do this. I want to see him. I want to see him. And so Richard said, okay, you know, if you want to, we'll do everything we can. And then the next day something else happened and the next day and I'm telling him, we have to see him. So anyway, then finally I heard, he's out of the hospital. And I just kept praying and praying. And um, his brother told me, he's not going to need an operation. You know, I'm not claiming it or whatever. But I thank God I knew about it and got to pray about it. Because he was in our church last week walking around. And I just I just wanted to hug him and kiss him, and I went, no, know I can't do that. <laughs> and then I want to claim it like, that was my healing, you know. But um, I was just thrilled that here's a man that's walking around, but it takes somebody like you and I. Sometimes we're embarrassed to do things, or we think, should I, or shouldn't I, or should I, or shouldn't I? Remember, we're we're like standing here with a bomb in our hand where we can destroy the works of the devil by getting that bomb out and just letting it flow, letting it fly wherever it needs to. And, you know, I just thank God for each and every one of you that are uh, doing this. Remember that We're here, and God's in heaven, and he left a mandate, and it's your mandate, yours and mine, to get out and pray, heal the sick. And now we put out our tubs so that if there's anything in your cupboards that you're not using, you don't need, bring it, put it in those tubs because there's people and families that were like I was when I was a kid. And I thank God that this woman, she had a um, chicken ranch. And she used to come every so often and um, give my mother chicken and eggs. And that's all we lived on for months and months and months because my mom didn't want to tell her family that my dad had left. So here we are out in the orchards, (laughs) and that was it. And I think about it and say, man, somebody can use what you don't want. They'll want it, believe you me. Um, I just wanted to share that God is in heaven. The son did his job on the cross, He's in heaven, but you know what? The Holy Spirit is in us and He's here. And if He puts something in your heart, if He puts something in your mind, it's because He wants you to do it. So, girls, let's get up and do what God wants us to do.